0: Peace, beloved. Peace, beloved. It's Seiko Vana, the power broker, back with another fly episode of Get On Code, The Fly Guy Show. It's a series of melanated conversations focused on improving our situation. And today's conversation is pretty intriguing. Uh, It it deals with uh, religious beliefs, Christianity. Um, it's, It's very topical. I have to admit, I was actually a little (sighs) <sighs> hesitant in, in publicizing this particular podcast because I, I expected that there would be some level of backlash um, before the show even started. So what we're going to deal with is, will Jesus fix it? Not can Jesus fix it. We're going to deal with, will Jesus fix it? Uh, and we're dealing with, it. we have systematic issues, political neglect, domestic violence, higher poverty rates, lower academic scores, higher unprepared parenthood rates, higher self-hate. So will Jesus provide answers and actions to solve the problems that we face in our community? Once again, we're going to deal with systematic issues, police issues, political neglect, domestic violence, higher poverty rates, you know, challenges with health care, lower academic scores, higher unprepared parenthood, uh, higher self hate, you know, higher problems with the health care system. You know, for our people, there are a lot of, there's a myriad of problems. But I hear over and over, you know, fix it, Jesus, and uh, won't he fix it and won't he do it? And, you know, I've heard that for years. And now that I'm really kind of focused on this empowerment agenda, I'm saying that we're going to make sure that our political, our economic, our resource, our attention, and our political energy resources are focused on things that serve us. So today we're going to talk about will, not can. Will Jesus Fix It? Uh, so today I have some really great guests. A couple of our platformers are coming back to us. The platformers for tonight will be our great Queen Phoenix. What's up, Queen Phoenix? Good to have you on the show. <laughs> Queen Phoenix, all right. She needs to unmute herself. Okay. And then we have Sister Valerie. Hey, how you doing? Sister Valerie, what's good? Sister
1: all
0: right. All right. And then we have Alafia, the good Baba Ifaleye. <laughs> hey. What's up, Baba? Alafia, everyone. What's happening? All right. And we have the ever-present, the ever motivational, the ever-challenging sister. Jackie Glass on our show for a second time. She hadn't been with us for a while and uh, I guess she'll be back in just a minute. But we can start with the four of us. So, you know, the topic is will Jesus fix it? And so I shared in some previous episodes that I grew up in a Christian household. My father was a minister. He was a uh, minister with the United Church of Christ. He received his doctorate of theology from Princeton and I grew up primarily in a, in a United Church of Christ household. Uh, my mother was director of director of Christian education and my father, you know, he passed away. He became an ancestor about 10 years ago, maybe almost 11 years now. And he spoke to me in a very different way than he would speak to the rest of the congregants. And maybe it was because, you know, we had a different relationship Um Maybe it's because he shared with me some things that he learned in theology school and theological seminary and also things he learned in life, or it may have been just my personality in general, but we have very different conversations than he would have with the rest of the congregants. As a matter of fact, one day he told me there are things that we learn in theological school that we don't share with congregants because they would stop coming to church. And Mm. as I went through my conscious search I, you know, I went through different phases, um, and I was looking at different various thoughts, my father was always able to bring everything that I would do to the table and say, yeah, the Bible says this and this, and and he would relate those things. But one of the most important messages that is really resonated with me is the Christmas message he would give me every year and the Easter message he would give me every year. And he would say, you know, Christmas is not just about Christ, it's about you being reborn as well. Easter is not just about you know Yeshua's um, um, passing and resurrection. It's about things in you that are dying and that will be resurrected in a more perfect form if you walk the righteous road. And so we talked a lot of things about the esoteric messages, um, and he also introduced me to a lot of different lines of thought. So whenever I hear somebody say "Fix it, Jesus." Or won't he do it? Unfortunately to me, and I have to really check myself, I started seeing that people felt people who who were believers who should have a lot of power behind them really felt powerless. And those types of statements to me, and I realize that, you know, it goes back, you know, the song Fix It, Jesus, the Canton Spirituals, a great song, a lovely song. I think uh, Ruben stuttered, redid it. Uh, it's a great song. So I'm not taking away from the song. But when I look at all the problems that we have in our community, and I look at the longstanding tradition and the longstanding placement of the Christian church in our communities, and i see the long standing problems i'm i'm searching for solutions so my question is will not can will jesus fix it and when we first kind of proposed the concept uh sister jackie unmute mutual sis uh she had a really interesting reaction so what i want to do is go around very quickly and we're going to start with uh you know qp queen phoenix go to valerie go to jackie and then baba introduce yourselves very quickly and talk about your spiritual background so we can lay a foundation for our conversation so uh qp queen phoenix what's good
2: all right my name is nikea and i buy by queen phoenix uh, rising ashes flame up is what i look at matter of fact i am a founder of phoenix rise foundation which is now a movement to really help empower women and men who are victims of domestic violence and really empowering them to really know that the power is within and that the things that you deal with you don't have to deal with and i am come from a christian background of where i was raised non non denomination Uh, They used to call us black Jews. But then as I turned 18, I decided to seek out different religion. And then I settled with uh, Christianity, uh, which I definitely have received Jesus Christ as my Lord and personal Savior in my heart. And that's one of the things that I've leaned to. And during the time that I was going through my 10 year domestic abuse situation, that was one of the things that gave me the strength to pull up and to pull out. And that was with the Holy Spirit within inside of me and being reborn through the Holy Spirit. And it said at the time of Pentecostal that when the Holy Spirit fell upon them, it was a flame of fire. So when that flame of fire came upon me, I flamed up. Then I rose up. And from then I've been rising ever since with flames on my wings never to be put out again. Now blazing a, pal- a pathway for others to follow me. And to really show those victims, show them that in the midst of the storm, you can find strength from within. And to let them know that it's people out what you're going through have been there, but can now strengthen you and empower you to help you get through it.
0: All right. Sister Valerie, uh, what's your spiritual background?
1: My spiritual background, I grew up in an African-American Methodist Episcopal Zion. And then I attended a Catholic school, and I have knowledge of attending various services while I was in my master's program in order to be culturally competent in serving diverse populations.
0: All right. Uh, Sister Jackie Glass, what's good? When we first uh, brought up this concept for tonight's show, you had a really interesting response. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your spiritual walk, ma. My goal. All right. It looks to me like she hasn't engaged her mic. Uh, so we may need. Oh, you have. Okay. I, I know what happened? Try it again. Okay. So we'll come back to Sister Jackie. We're going to get her taken care of. Queen Shay all day. One of our. One of our. Yo, sis, what's good?
3: good? Tell us about the Hey, everyone. Um, I grew up not in the church. My family wasn't in the church. I was raised by a single parent. And I actually came to Christ during a crisis in my life when I was 10. And I started going to the church. I was in Brooklyn, New York at the time. I started going to the Catholic Church up the street. Mass, I'm assuming was in Latin. I had no idea what they were saying, but I did go to Sunday school and I went there the whole time I was in New York or sometimes i go to the Episcopalian church. Then I moved a few years later to Mississippi with my dad's family and I um, went to a Baptist church, Southern black Baptist church, got baptized, Sang in the choir, whole nine yards. Moved again, and I was um, out of the church for a little while. But still, like talked of spiritual things with my friends, um, and that kind of continued through college. And then after college is when I really started getting back into the church. Um, it's gone. It's gone progressively um, as I've gotten older. I've matured. In my history, there were times I think that from the outside looking in that people would not have known I was a Christian just because of the way I behaved. But also in those same times, I had people who would talk to me and say they could tell there was something different about me. And so now I'm kind of very, I guess, conformist Christianity. I go to church very regularly. I'm a huge part of the ministry at our church. Um, I'm a part of a church plant. I believe the Bible to be the truth. And very standard middle-class American, I guess. I can't hear oh anything God. you're saying.
0: Can't hear
4: anything you're saying. Take off you. I didn't hear what I had to say.
0: So glad you did not hear what I had to say. Uh, but you're going to find out why they call her Queen Shay all day in a little bit. She's being a little reserved right now. Baba, let's talk about your uh, spiritual background, bro.
4: Um, I was raised by, for a short period of time, by my grandmother. That was in a Christian household. And then once my grandmother passed away, my aunt took me and raised me in a Muslim household in a nation of Islam. And then once it splits, after elijah muhammad died it uh my, my we followed his son warth into the american muslim mission and then after that we my, we sort of weren't practicing muslim islam anymore i mean we followed the you know basic tenets of goodness and all that stuff like that but i was allowed to go to churches i was allowed to go to a synagogue i was just allowed to go to different places but organized religion itself never resonated with me it was it always felt like it's, it's, it's a yoke and so uh I got a reading one day from I'm not I started researching what our ancestors who were enslaved on, in this, on this side of the world were doing before the Bible and Jesus were forced on us and so I came across the uh, I came across Ifa practiced by the Yoruba people of uh, West Africa, Nigeria, um, which when you go down that West Coast, and Benin is called FI, uh other places called different things, but it all has the basic same things just with different names. And it just resonated with me. I went and got a reading from a brother and he told me stuff about my life he should not have known through that divination. And I've been kicking it ever since. And when I was living with my grandmother, when I was a little boy, they used to say, oh, you're going to be a pastor one day. They could just see something in me. You're going to be a pastor one day. Then when I got when I went to live with my aunt, it was you're going to be an imam one day. And now I'm a Baba Law, which, for lack of a better term, is equivalent to the spiritual guide, teacher or whatever for that belief system. But I, I feel like people can only
0: yeah.
4: reference. They see something in you, but they can only reference they they can only go with their point of reference. So a Christian is going to say you're going to be a pastor. A Muslim is going to say you're going to be a imam. A uh, Yoruba practitioner or five practitioner well, uh, is going to say you're, you're going to be about a babalawo one day. All it means is that you're here to do something more than basic things.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And so, that's my background. <laughs>
0: interesting, interesting. It's, uh, Christianity, Islam, and now. Uh, ATR, African Traditional Religion. Sister Jackie, are you with us?
5: Can I get it together? (laughs) together. (laughs) Hi. Hey, So I'm Jackie. Thank you, Seiko, um, for having me on here. But I guess my, the question was, if I remember correctly, my spiritual background, right? Okay, so I grew up um, in a Christian household um, where my grandmother had us watching the Ten Commandments probably once a week, Um, and scripture readings happened on Sunday, you know, Bible study on Wednesday, uh, and we, you know, fell on and off that train as hardship and struggle kind of came throughout our lives. Um, I will say that for many, many years as an adult, uh, there was a struggle for me with uh Christian we just uh based on my dealings with the church, you know, when when our family, uh our my family, excuse me my mother made some really great choices, really not so great choices with us as children. And and when she did go to the church where she tied and worked, you know, where we were, where we spent all that time, they were unwilling to help. So I think that was a pivotal point in my life where I started to think, uh really separates um what was happening in the church from real life. Right. It like I I, I started to kind of question certain things about uh, where I stood on my belief in the church per se. So um, I joined the military and that got me the opportunity to sit in many different places, many different temples. And every time I went somewhere, I was looking for what their religious services were like. And I guess I started taking the journey of just understanding all the isms in there, all the um, Catholicism, Judaism, Hinduism, you know, Confucianism. And so I've, I've in my younger years been on a journey just to learn about other religions. And I guess I am, and I guess I know I'm at a point in my life where I consider myself a believer. I don't think I'm big enough or anything is big enough to be all knowing in all things. I I think I do believe that there's a higher power, but I come from the place of, um, who the person inside of the belief, right? I, 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 the who the person is inside of that belief, whatever that is, because I do believe that um, you know uh, things like Buddhism were here it was here before Christianity. I would never say that that was that was wrong or or not uh, non-existent. So I guess I'm an accepting. I'm a person that accepts um, people in their belief, but I also take people for who they are outside and inside of their belief.
0: Interesting. When we last talked, you said that people have. Called you a heathen, <laughs> yeah. I,
5: I said I would be considered a heathen by most of my people, yeah. I would be, yeah, definitely. I'm a heathen and I accept that. Uh, but um, I will tell you, being a heathen has done me some good. I random, random where I realized that I'm okay with being called the heathen. It was pouring down rain right in here. I'm driving down 26th street in, in Norfolk. And this lady is walking with her bags and all this good stuff. And I flip, turn around, cause she got them scooter things, you know, the little scooter thing. And I pick right, her right, up, right. I'm, moving, I'm driving a Mini Cooper, a small car. So I'm juggling that stuff. And as soon as she gets in the car, she says to me, you've got to be a Christian. And I said, ooh, in my mind, do I just go along with this, or do I just tell her I'm either? I said, "Well, I wouldn't call myself a Christian, ma'am, but I am a believer." And she's like, "Oh, you go to church? No, ma'am. I don't necessarily go to church. I do take in church sometimes, though." And she just kind of just had this life-altering moment that how could I as a person? do a good deed and not be a Christian. So I'm okay with that because I do take people for who they are. I like to think I'm a pretty good person, uh, no matter what my belief is any given day.
0: Intriguing, intriguing. So we had a chance to go around. So when I first posed the question, will Jesus do it? Uh, A lot of us were kind of excited about the title. So QP, why don't you say why you like the title, what attracted you, you know, what made you, what were your thoughts when you heard, will Jesus do it? All right.
2: Well, my first thought was that's what freezes a lot of people because they want to put everything on Jesus. But I believe that a person, when he left, when he left this earth, he said that what was in him was going to be transferred to to us, so honestly, I feel like that we already have everything inside of us to fix whatever is going on. It's just that we're so quick to want to put the burden or put the responsibility on someone else that we're not willing to take it on ourselves. So, will Jesus do it? He already did his part, he already paved the way, he set the example because he said, As I have done it, he came from heaven to take on this earthly form to show us how to do it. So the question is, are you going to take the example and get the job done? Because one of us have a responsibility to actually perform. That's why we have a purpose at the time of birth to perform a certain task here on earth. That's why the Bible says, "My kingdom come as it is in earth so shall it be in heaven." We're the ones here on earth. So his kingdom is already in us. So the thing is, what are you going to do with it? But I think a lot of times because we want to put the burden or responsibility on something else, we want to say, okay, Jesus is going to do it. So therefore we can sit back and do no work. That's why they say faith without works is dead. So where's your work and all of this? So I already feel like he did His part. It's really up to us to bring out what he's put in us to have his kingdom manifest here on earth. I can't hear you. You're muted.
0: <laughs> all right. So he already did his part. It's up to us. Okay. Valerie, when you heard the title,
3: yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. When you heard the title, will Jesus do it? Will Jesus fix it? What were your thoughts? My
1: first thought was absolutely. Will Jesus do it? He, all the time, you know, that, Oh, the adage, is God is good all the time, all the time, God is good. And I thought of the scripture that no man cometh to God but through his son. And in doing so, I uh, piggyback off of Queen Phoenix that faith without works is dead. So many times, we as Christian and believers and whatever other religion, I believe we all serve one God. So even in saying Jesus, you know, it might be culturally different for others because in other vast religions, Some don't believe that Jesus was not as prominent as he was here on earth to other religions, respectfully so. In doing so, you know, we as Christians and believers universally have to come together. God said in his word, there's three things that he is very adamant about. That's faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Jesus came here as a symbolic figure, as a son of Christ, to show us love. And in doing so, the first thing I thought about this earlier today is how he carried the cross and how they spit on him and how they defamated him. And so when you talk about the different various things going on in the world today, the, the racisms, the biisms, the prejudice prejudicisms, all the isms that is known to this earth, God never said that there this would be a perfect place. He already knew that when he created it. But as believers, it is our job to love. He said, the greatest of these things is love. And I like to just end my little piece in here by mimicking off of a great legend and a legendary man, Reverend Martin Luther King. He said, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. The answer is love. And Jesus was symbolic of love
0: interesting we're going to definitely tap into some of the things you said baba <laughs> now baba when i gave you the title a, a sense of joy came over you and i, I don't think it was like <laughs> the christian joy <laughs> <I> think, <laughs> it was like oh this is juicy i can't wait to hit uh, okay i can't wait to uh, i gotta clean my, my conversation up I can't wait to tackle (laughs) this conversation. (laughs) So what what went to your head, actually? What really went to your head when I dropped it?
4: Well, I just, uh, the first thing went through my head, okay, how am I going to get my point of view across? And so my question to Christians is this. When did black people come into contact with the Bible in the state that it is in now? The answer to that question is when we were enslaved. And so the next question would be, we weren't allowed to read, but those that they taught to read, they taught to read out of the Bible. And then the next thing is, do you think your slave master would give you anything to help you free or liberate yourself? or give you something to keep him more in control. And this is not to say that that's what Christianity does, but religion in itself is something to, is used as a controlling mechanism, whether it be Judaism, Islam, any of these religions, uh, organized religions, as opposed to looking at that God energy within each and every one of us that is responsible for itself, that is having a particular experience is here. So the question is, uh, will, will Jesus do it? Yes, Jesus will do it. He hasn't done it. So on an individual <laughs> level, yes, Jesus can do some things for that person that believes and walks in and knowing that this particular thing can help me. The same way I looked at uh, uh Ifa or atr are connecting with my ancestors as the way for me to become a better person the the person that uses jesus to help them become a better person the person that uses muhammad to help them become a better person on an individual level yes jesus will do that because the that energy that god energy or creative energy inside of you is saying this is what it is but for black people as a whole no nah, jesus won't do it Jesus hasn't done it because the collect the economics that we need, the education, all these different things. Hell, uh, 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 a young brother got shot by the police in Carrie Park last his hands up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what, yeah. What, what is Jesus going to do about that? And somebody was out there talking about we need to march. And then they had the brother out there praying. And I'm like, nah, at some point we have because we've tried these things already and and it, and it, and, and it hasn't been working. So now it's time to do something else. What the thing else is, I, I may not have the answer because you know, I was raised and my mother was in the black party. But my, my aunt who raised me, who I call my mother, was in the Black Panther Party when she was 15 years old. So I got a different view because <laughs> I'm like, when you find out the name of this police that shot this brother last night, because I really believe that. The same way, if, if a crip goes into a blood neighborhood and kills one of them, then uh, those bloods go back and take care of that crip. So if the 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 the, the come into our neighborhoods and do things that they are not supposed to, then I think it's justified in our right to go handle that in any way we see, see, see fit. Whether it be you 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 do it the street way or in my case, it's uh, it's some other things that can be done to 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 take care of those matters without them even knowing what happened. So these are these. This is my resolution to it. You even have Jewish, the Jewish community, they do collective tithing. We give so much money to the church, but the church is working on its behalf as opposed to less the whole community. I'm riding through Marcy projects and like, why are all these Jewish here? Oh, New York sold the projects to the Jews. So when we talk about taking our communities back and different things like that, you can't take back something that was never yours. Those are... Cary Park is public housing. You can't, you can't take that back. Baba. it's not yours. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I think you had sorry. Drift, bro. Sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he had that conversation. I'm sorry.
0: He had Ashay drift. He he just Ashayed his way from one point to the next point. Um, I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> it's interesting though. Is if terrorists attack the United States of America, we go to their country. And we handle it. Um, all right, I'll leave that at that. Shay, Shay, Queen Shay, all day. This is gonna be hey, good. This is gonna be good. Queen Shay, Shay, all, all day. All day. <laughs> your thoughts? <laughs> your the thoughts? What about, thing about when, when when I gave the title? When I first gave the title, what were your thoughts? Thoughts? thoughts, thoughts?
3: Um, I just like talking about Jesus. <laughs> um, I like to talk about the hard stuff. Because I think a lot of what people see as the church and as Christianity is not what the Bible says. Um, What people see as Christianity and what the Bible lays out as Christianity are two very different things. So I always like to engage people and talk about, like, what does it really mean to be Christian? What does Christianity really look like? Who is Jesus? What is his purpose? Things like that.
0: Intriguing. intriguing intriguing Jackie Glass when you saw the title <laughs> when you saw the title you had a pretty interesting response as well so sis glass uh what was your response
5: so interesting i guess that depends on who who's listening so i when i saw or was eves Was I being a creep? I think it was very creep. Like I was looking at your screen um, and it said, "Will Jesus fix it. And I immediately my thought is, yeah, if if Jesus is your guy, then that's who you think is going to fix it. Because uh, what Christianity does is explain everything. Right. If you didn't get it, if it didn't happen, he didn't want it to happen. If it happens because it was for you. So it explains everything. So the question for a Christian, will Jesus fix it, is going to be yes, no matter what. Because it's all it's all explaining. So that's that was my first thought when I saw the title was, yes, if you're a Christian, he, he's going to fix it for you. Um, if you're not, um, if, if you're in my school of thought, it's like, well, he he may, you know, holding on to something that's bigger than you may give you the 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 outside the mind the the wherewithal to really hold on to something to see it through right knowing that there's something bigger than you at work i mean put you at work harder um but you have the tools parts of material to do the things that is needs to happen right what doesn't matter what your belief is so my thought was um for me personally it's not a matter of will jesus fix it it's um what am I going to use? Whatever that is to fix it is going to be the pen, the prayer, i.e. meditation, the people or the sword. Like, what is it that I'm going to use, knowing that some of these things are bigger than myself to get to get through? So I think that higher power helps us muscle. But, um, yeah, if Jesus, is your guy, of course, he, he it's there's no there's no you there's no way for you, you to answer that question other than to say yes because it explains everything, but I don't believe myself or anything, any, any book to be able to explain everything. So
0: Interesting. So let's, let's let's cut to the chase. Domestic violence. Unfortunately, there's a large amount, okay, larger than should be. There's a larger amount than should be. Domestic violence in households that consider themselves Christian. So believers in in the Christ, too many women in particular, too many of the female believers, too many, not saying all, but too many of them are in domestically violent situations. Will Jesus fix that? QP, we'll throw it at you.
3: okay well yes and i believe that it does stem from
2: the church which that's why for me when i look at christianity for me it's because i have accepted and believe jesus christ is my personal savior me i do not do a lot when it comes down to church okay i i believe that church is you it's what's in your heart Because I believe that a lot of churches have or was the stem of some of the men taking full control of their household or telling the women you have to be submissive or whatever the man of the house says, that's what it goes. And that's why I had to pull out of the religion that I actually grew up in. I know they called it non-denomination, but everything that they taught us centered around the Ten Commandments, everything they taught us, centered around, you know, the woman being the, the weaker vessel and the man being the superior. And to me, it just didn't make sense. But of course, when you're a child, you just have to go along with what, what your parents is telling you to do. That's why when I turned 18, I ran. Because <laughs> to me, a lot of that did not, you know, make any sense. And I had to do a lot of research on my own. So where I am in my belief and the only reason why I say Christianity is because I have received Jesus Christ as this, as my Lord and savior in my heart. And that's what I believe, but when it comes, but I do not believe that it's in church. I believe that people are the church. That's why it says when two or three are gathered in my name, when me and my daughter come together and we're speaking of belief, a higher power, I believe that, that, that Jesus Christ is in the midst. I believe that the Holy Spirit is in the midst of that. That is not brick and mortal. And this is why we have a lot of people stemming up with domestic violence. And it all starts sometimes from the childhood. It's from what observation, what they see happen in their parents, what they see happen in the church, what these they see now forms to them when they get Older, and no one ever addressed these issues. No one ever had or allowed these individuals to speak about it, to share their feelings, or to show them how to express it. So it does become a cycle. And we need to really address that because a lot of times, what we're always told in our black community what happens in the house stays in the house now i bet you all y'all can raise your hand and say you heard that saying at one point in time if it happens in the house it stays in the house and you are not supposed to share any of that information outside of the house and i feel like that that's where it first started with that generational of you can't talk about it. You can't talk about it. This is not something that's supposed to be discussed. That's why it's not only domestic abuse, but it's also sexual abuse. All that is in our community because no one wants to talk about it. And I think the day that we get more people to talk about it, when it becomes more of awareness, is when we will get it to reduce in numbers. But as long as we keep it sweep on the rug or, oh, it ain't no big deal. Oh, it's okay. You're not that bad you know, it's it's just this, it's just that as long as we continue to be nonchalant about it, like it's not a big deal, it's going to continue to grow.
0: I'm concerned that I think we put, those of us who are involved in churches, put a lot of emphasis on prayer and less emphasis on action. And I really yes. think, you know, I'm really destroyed that we had these great edifices these great ministries, these great amount of people in congregations, and we haven't solved some of these problems. We got some of the greatest minds. If 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 God is with us, who can be against us? But we haven't fixed these problems. Something's wrong with either what we're doing, or who we are, or the way we're interpreting this situation. That's just my thought. My thought. Just my thought. Uh, Baba, your thoughts. And uh, We're going to jump for a second. So, so, Baba, why is there such a problem with domestic violence in a primarily Christian country?
4: I, I don't think it has anything to do with Christianity <clears throat> uh, uh, or Islam or any other f- belief system. Uh, the domestic violence problem is stemming from uh, just... Just people lashing out, uh, not wanting to take responsibility. And as the sister said, a lot of it stems from childhood. But uh, if we want to go back, because I, I try not to blame a lot of things on slavery, because that seems to be a, um, <laughs> you know, people's gonna, go-to, everything is slavery. Everything, uh, but, you're gonna, you know, you're going to sound it, like, it, like it, it's King <laughs> Yeah. You're going to sound like, you know, black AF. Yeah. So yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. everything is on slavery but you know <laughs> our, our, our thinking and our programming stems from that because you can look at uh, uh, how how our ancestors were on the continent of Africa and this is not that case. It's like if I do a reading for someone, I can look at what we call an o what we would call an odu some people would call it a pattern or whatever right? That Baba Babalawa in Nigeria, he can look at the same Odu I look at and go into a whole thing about what's going on with that person. I can look at it and know this person was abused by their father. The, uh, but the reason why he won't see that in that same Odu is because that's not part of their culture. And unfortunately, it's part of our culture, cultural experience being on this side of the world. So the, the is so I, I'm not gonna say everything slavery da da da. We, we're beyond that now. We already know this now. What we what are we going to do? But that that programming that has been that's in our DNA. Everything that I know, my mother. The, everything that I know comes from the moment my mother got pregnant with me. So everything that happened to her is already in my DNA, and this goes all the way down the line. So if you go back generations. This is where this comes from. We There were some things done to us that it it, it might take the, the earth to destroy and come back again to get it out of us. But I say again, are you speaking of epigenetics, epigenetics?
0: I don't know that. Epigenetics simply means that the trauma of though your predecessors is embedded in your DNA. And you're still struggling with some
4: of the problems
0: that they had.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Learned a new word today. That's always a good thing. So, uh, yeah, that's exactly what I'm speaking of. And so these things are playing out when you put these two people together in the house together right now, especially during this pandemic. That thing starts. Uh, we start triggering each other. Those little things that triggered us when we were children, now we and we created these defense mechanisms. And if all you ever saw was your father, when 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 his, your mother made him mad for him to go upside her head, this this is what you know. So this is what you're going to do. And so these things are playing out. And and that's why you would say, I'm not gonna say Christianity, I'm not gonna say Christians beat each other more than Muslims or, or any other faith or belief or whatever, Jew, Jew, Judaism or whatever. But a lot of these things are swept under the rug. As the sister said, what goes on in the house stays in the house. And then you have these right. these books that are these religious texts that say the woman is supposed to be submissive to the man and all these things like that. And that's not actually the case. So that's how, that's um, how these things show up like that. All right. Uh, Sister
0: Val, we're prayed up, you know, we got our faith on, we you know, we have on our spiritual armor, we have on our, you know, our, I'm not going to even go through them all, but, and we still have this problem with domestic violence. Why hasn't Jesus, through the Christian family, through Christians, fixed this problem? Are our churches doing anything to really fix this on a corporate, you know, on a united front? You know, we got people, you know, when, when the pandemic wasn't happening, our churches had a lot of people showing up on Sundays. But were they showing up for our women who were going through domestically violent situations? I, first
1: off, that is a great, great question, the way you proposed it. And I think the church is responsible for a lot of things. They can actually drive the vehicle. Uh, Sister Jackie and Baba and Queen Phoenix so far have even reiterated why so many believers slash unbelievers aren't so prone to go to church. The church, I believe, you know, you attend services every Sunday. And I used to sit as a little girl. I accepted Christ into my life at six years old. Kind of glory fell on me. And I didn't share that in the beginning. And knowing, so I used to sit as a youngster, knowing the word, reading the Bible faithfully, which I agree with you, Baba, I'm looking for the original version of the Bible, which, is, which it isn't written in American. And if you ever find out, please let me know. Um, also the church has all these professionals attending their services. They have so many resources right there at their fingertips that are sitting in that congregation that can help facilitate. And it goes back to SICO, what we shared before in my dynamics and my dialogue about it takes the village. We have churches that attend services on Sunday, which I thought about what Sister Jackie said, how her mother was tithing. I can actually relate to that. I remember my mother giving $500 and we needed certain things in the home. She needed certain things in the home. And I looked like, and I remember going behind her to the pastor saying, We need help and help wasn't given. And it made me start looking at things differently, but not at God and Jesus. I begin to pray more and have faith more in certain things. So, again, the church is a vehicle that God has allowed all these prominent preachers to have. And instead of let's be transparent, instead of them, you know, I remember a church member said to me, they're driving up in here with Mercedes and Benzes and Rolls Royce and chauffeurs. And I don't know how I'm going to pay my life bill. You see, let's be transparent. A woman is being beaten on in the congregation, but she's going there for fulfillment to get a word from God. Maybe an answer to leave this man. But we don't have different groups in the church being sanctioned to treat the domestic violence, to treat them to be more forthcoming than let them know that the village, the church is there to help. And so in any cuspice, whether it's a synagogue, whether it's a mosque, whether it's a, whatever the sanctuary is, God has given all of these leaders and different prophetic anointings on the, the speakers of the delivery of the word. But when they leave out, that wife is worrying about if I'm gonna be beat on or the girlfriend or whoever the, the individual or the man or the children and they only had a moment of fulfillment and they're probably asking the same question you're proposing today. Is Jesus going to fix it? So to answer your question, the church is the answer but they have to learn see you know, Seiko, you're touching like you said, this is a very touchy subject and it's my my forte You know, and I'm gonna just go ahead and say this. I'm glad you did this, but the answer is, I encourage pastors all around the world. Any whatever Baba said, each one of them hold titles to different various religions. I challenge them to really see God's face in their delivery and what their true intentions are as spiritual leaders, advisors, and guiders. Because your congregations are hurting. You you have no idea the backdrop of what that woman or that child or that man is really experiencing. But if they were to get together as leaders and, and and use their resources in their parishes and in their synagogues and in their sanctuaries, the place, the one place where Jesus is supposed to fix it and use it as a foundation to stop and create the village to wrap services and resources around them where when that, that person, that person, Ooh, Jesus, be offense. I'm very passionate. I'm sorry,
0: y'all. Ooh. You know what, sis? Take a moment. Huh? Take a moment. Take a moment, sis. <laughs> Take a moment. Yeah, it's a passionate discussion. As I thought about the concept of will Jesus fix it, my answer was no. My my, my answer was no because it hasn't happened. Um, can now, if the answer, if the question was "can," I'd say easily. But will, and and and, and I want to get to that will because that word will can be a question, and it can also be a noun. So it was a it was a, it was a multifaceted question pivoting on that word will, <laughs> on that word will. Sister Jackie, I know that you are really passionate about education. And Sister Shay, I know that you're very passionate about education. In this country, which considers considers itself a Christian country primarily, our people have the lowest levels of academic achievement. And I'm talking about that, the middle part. I'm not talking about the edges of the uh, curve. You know, we have people who... Who just can't do it? And we have some brilliant people. But in the middle, when we look at the middle, for some reason, we have lower rates of academic achievement. But we're prayed up. We got the breastplate breastplate of righteousness on us. You know, we're saying fix it, Jesus. Jesus take the wheel. And we have lower academic achievement. Why is this phenomenon happening, Jackie? I I would dare to say it's not a phenomenon but
5: it's by design. I mean, it's it's if 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 we look at and as you guys were talking I'm thinking the first thing that comes to mind is the the council of Nicaea, right? Of these these men that came together to say, yeah this is how this is how it's gonna roll. And that is what's happened throughout history and what still happens today. I mean, if we're looking at the education system, our lives are completely legislated, right? And when our when we had communities that were trying to educate ourselves, what happened to those communities when we tried to do? When we even look at what happened when, when the Muslims tried to have their own schools and do the things that they wanted to do, you know, those that were in the position of power, um, and we're talking uh, political power, decided nah, like nah, y'all y'all not y'all not going to do it. So, in the context of education, you can't take away, you can't walk away from history, right? You can't walk away from the money and the things that have to be invested into having a good education. And the fact of the matter is, as I'm listening, like uh, listening to what was being said, is that we we have a history of waiting for things that we cannot see. Right? We were waiting on freedom, <laughs> you know. We were waiting on the so like that. That faith is a huge part of of us not or getting what it is that we need. But I, but I, when I when you talk education, that is not just a. Um,
4: that is not just
5: a, a Jesus thing where there are churches that have schools and do the damn thing and make sure that they they have another stream of income and also are able to to pass on the word as Christians should be doing, because that's what their religion calls for is that they they um, that they witness. Um, but I don't know about you, Shay. I just think that there's a historical context of what man has done, man um, and policy has done to keep the education system broken.
3: Um, Yeah, so um, when Baba was talking about like he doesn't want to talk about slavery, I was confused because I'm like, why We, we should still be talking about slavery. Why? Because we haven't addressed it. We still haven't addressed the very long lasting effects of slavery that continue to go on. When we talk about Christianity in the church, there's a cultural church that people is not the same as biblical Christianity. Cultural Christianity is completely separate. So the idea that America can be a Christian nation that was founded on slavery and genocide is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. You cannot found something on hate and, and murder and call it Christian. I mean, you can, and they have, but I think that's where the miseducation starts. And so if we can start educating from truth and light, so I do the work that I do because of my faith. However, I don't require people to understand my faith to do the work because the work doesn't change even with, even with um, regardless of faith. The work is still tell these children the truth, tell them that they are powerful and wonderful and beautiful, and that they can make change. Give them the tools that they need to do what they need to do. Abuse in the home. First of all, that's part of the education, too. You can't separate trauma and education. Half of the reason these kids can't learn is because they're dealing with too much other stuff from home. So that's part of that as well. They get trauma in the school system. That's part of that as well. You can't address any of that. The Bible at no point ever expects anybody to sit still, be quiet, and take abuse. That's not in the Bible. So yes, the church and Christianity, I think Jesus will do it because that's what the Bible says, and I believe it. I think that in the end, everything will be made right. But in the meantime, it's his people and other people that have to work to serve each other and love each other and and support the community. Um, When Baba was asking about the the Bible and when did Black people get Christianity, they got it all the way back when the Ethiopian eunuch at the very beginning of the Bible times, at the beginning of the early church. We've had Christianity. Ethiopia is an actual Christian nation. So we've had it. But at the same time, when you look at culturally in America, when you look at our freedom fighters, Frederick Douglass, Harriet Tubman, they read the Bible, believed the Bible, followed God, and they for their communities. So there's no nothing in church or the Bible that says black people cannot be served by the faith in God and Jesus. But everybody has to be accountable for taking what they know and doing better. And so you either Know better and do better, or you know better and you help those who don't know how to do better, or you complain. And that's across everybody and anybody. We all have a personal responsibility and accountability.
4: Can I say something? Is my mic? Y'all can hear me? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, so uh, first, let me say, Sister Shea, I, I wasn't saying that we don't need to talk about slavery. Some people do need to talk about slavery because they really don't understand or know the atrocities. I don't need to talk about slavery anymore, and I roll with with people that have an understanding that we don't need to talk about that anymore because we already know what was done, that read a book. <laughs> it's all online now, you know? Um, and so because of that, I'm looking forward. What can we do to fix us? And the biggest, one of the biggest things we have to work on is uh, the, the healing that needs to happen individually. And as we do it individually, because I don't know if y'all saw this, the Sister Ife's post, uh, individually, then you begin to heal bloodlines for generations because there's internal work that needs to be done. As opposed to that, that that part of us that says, uh, "What like at some point we believe that the white man's ice is colder than anybody else's ice," because for us to we'll kill each other on a daily basis, but we will allow them to come into our our, our neighborhoods or where we live at, talk to us crazy. We don't have a political platform. We don't have any of these things. And and the, and and as the sister said earlier. Jesus put everything inside of us that we need. If you ask a Muslim, they'll say, Allah put everything inside of us that we need. If you talk to someone who practices an ATR, they'll say, uh, Ola Dumare has put inside of us everything that we need to make certain things happen. That's code for the God inside of each, every one of us is equipped to do anything that we need. We have just been beat down so much that we don't recognize that there's a God energy in each and every one of us, regardless of whatever you call it. And so when you talk about the Coptic Ethiopian church, yes, that did exist. But what did Sister Jackie say? Jackie said uh, Buddhism was before that. If was before that, and that's not to say anybody's practicing anything wrong, because you have to do what works for you. So if 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 praying to Jesus works for you, like I said it last week, I know some straight killers that I am thankful they found Jesus because it'd be more dead brothers in the street if they had not. So whatever works for you, let that work for you. We spend more time talking about our differences and religion is a big tool that is used to, to keep us separated as opposed to being religion. religious is completely different from being spiritual. I'd rather be spiritual and understanding my bond with everything in this universe and know how I can maneuver and manipulate things. But the conversation has to be had beyond what are we going to do now? Okay, this, we tried this, this didn't work. We tried that, this didn't work. And even if we gotta use examples, so like I just said, the Jewish community, community tides that they use to buy projects to put their people who don't have a lot of money in these places where they can police themselves. We're not doing this and the example is right there. But something inside of us has has us believing that white folk ice colder than ours. And it, it has to stop, it has to stop.
0: You know what? uh, One of the questions that populated was, so is it Jesus fixing or you? I think that's interesting. Uh, I look to me like, Jackie, you had something you wanted to say?
5: Yeah, because but Baba already like hit it. I was about to say we really have to get our we don't have to. We can choose to understand that there is a belief, um, particularly in America, that needs to be challenged. No matter what it is, no matter what God is in you, and that's the belief of capitalism because that's the thing that's killing us, right? And he, we talked. He, he said, particularly, we know that collective action does some things; it moves some mountains, which is why I said, "Hey, you better either." Understand your pen, understand your meditation or your prayer, whatever it is to get you on track, understand your sword and get your people like because there are times where by leading to us, sometimes we need black folks that's going to be like, you know what, I will, I will put it to your head if you don't get it right. We need the ones that be like, I'm going to write that legislation so we can get right. And then Absolutely. we need the folks. let's 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 put our put our minds into place so that we can get the right people so we can take action. But the real the real concern, whether it's a religion, building, building order, whatever, is it's that money. (laughs) That's the killer, right? It's that belief that that that's that's what's saving us, which is why we cannot forget. And it doesn't fall deaf on me that as a woman, one wins. Let me say it in the order that I see it as a black person than as a woman, that there are things that are built to subjugate and oppress me. And it just makes me think how great were black people and how phenomenal were women that we have to keep up create this whole belief system to keep us in a place. So I just think um, we don't gonna, gonna say this world. I got my pen. I know a, a couple of us that got our swords and I'm a meditator. I do believe in fixing your mind on things and then moving. But I believe that fixing your mind, you got to move with up in here yourself in the right place and get your people and move.
0: Wow. Well, this is part one of I know it's going to be a two part discussion, possibly three parts yeah. discussion. Uh, We've reached the hour mark. So I want to go ahead and wrap this up. So let's go around. We'll go round Robin. Uh, we'll start with Shay all day, Queen Shay all day. We'll go to Baba, then we'll go to uh, Sister Jackie. I think you just said the last piece. I, I, I think you wrapped up. I really think you wrapped up. Then we'll have QP and Sister Valerie. So, uh, Queen Shay, uh, last words. Last words are do what you can to give more to others than what
3: you got. Give grace, give space,
0: give what you can. Queen Shay all day.
4: <laughs> Baba, last words. It says my mic is muted. Oh, okay. Um, I think that I really feel like uh one of, this, one of the sisters asked did you fix you or did Jesus fix you? And I'm a firm believer and you fixed you and use that tool that you have labeled as Jesus to help you in that process to get you to that to that place. Because by my standards right now Jesus is the absentee father. He ain't there. Not 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 like we need him to be. Not not like I would need him to be. So thereby if that's what works for you that that's what works for you jesus it for you but the same way i know if i got a court case uh i'm going to call on an energy that we label as shango to open a way for that if uh i'm going into battle i'm gonna call on an energy that any five we label as ogun these are all energies that can be called upon so if your energy to help you get out of your situation is labeled Jesus, then Jesus will fix it for you. Just it, it doesn't work for me. Uh, it, it has shown me, but I will use any 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 avenue or whatever I need to to get a situation fixed. The same way the sisters say, some you got to have somebody to write the paper. You got to have some lawyers. You got to have some accountants, and you got to have some warriors. So you have to use everything. So unless Jesus is all encompassing of those things in your world, then, yes, Jesus will fix it if he's all encompassing in, the, in your world. But in my world, there's you need this over here. You need that over there. You need that over there. And then you have to be willing to make a sacrifice. And sometimes the sacrifice is you got to go somewhere and do something you don't want to do. But are you willing to make a sacrifice?
0: You know, it's interesting because some people are going to hear what you just said is blasphemy. Uh, well, there's gonna be some people who see that as blasphemy. The words Queen Sacrifice. Phoenix. <laughs> Queen Phoenix. Ooh, what are your thoughts, yes. Ma? What are your thoughts?
2: I have to say I agree with a lot of people on this platform, but you know, Jackie summed it up very well. We definitely need the people that have the pen, the people that has the sword. I tell people all the time that God gave me the spirit of Peter. It is a time for war, I'm sorry. But I think that we as a community and a culture sit on our hands too many times. And it's gonna take the resources to rise. And when I think back and actually go into history and look at our ancestors, they were very, very strong. They were very strong in the resources that they had. They bought black and sold to everyone. We got away from that. It's like as soon as you hear about a black business or a black company, the first thing they label it is, oh, that's going to be the person that sells you a limit or that's going to be the person that jerks you around. I mean, we always get labeled as the people that is going to sidetrack you. But if we can come back together as one people, bring back the money into our community, we can stop trying to survive and really start thriving. Y'all want things to change. I always believe money answers all things. They try to teach us in church money is the root of all evil. No, the lack of money is the root of all evil. Let's get that right. First, you know, before you start preaching, let's take it back to what it was. He said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. What that abundant means? See, when you want to take a scripture, let's go research the Bible and realize there's 127 scriptures to teach us how to create wealth. So how about we start talking about how to bring prosperity back to our community so we can now live the life of abundance so we can change half of these laws that's in this nation. Because believe me, I'm going to tell you, it's money that gets things done. Bullcrap run a marathon. But when you start speaking money, you'll get the white people to listen. You start speaking money, you'll get cultures to start listening to you. But first, we need to bring it back to our community. We're the only community that as soon as money comes in, we're spending it elsewhere. If you actually resources, do you know that the hair by itself, industry, makes $3.62 million a year? Guess where it's going? To the Asian community because that's who we're funding. I'm telling you, the b- power is with the black people. I can tell you how many businesses we can put out of business if we stop buying their products. So let's start right. there first before we want to change the police, before we want to change. Yeah, you're right. We need to start buying property. We need to get back banks. Do you remember at one point in time, we was the second largest community that had the most banks? Let's talk mm-hmm. about that. Let's go back there mm-hmm. so now we can take that once along to us. I do ask you no more. God gave no. me the power to go and possess the land, which means, ladies and gentlemen, we need to go and take back what belonged to us. I ain't asking no more. I'm going to take because it belongs to me anyway.
4: See, her Jesus so saying turn gonna gonna... in the other cheek. That her Jesus saying turn in the other cheek. No, that's me.
1: He, it that, <laughs> don't,
0: don't start it back up, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Besides, how many cheeks do you have? One, two. What well, one, two. That's what my father told me. He said, yeah, Jesus said, turn the other cheek. Give him another chance before you beat him up. Um, I can't. Do but it. My, my father was gangster. My pops, was he was a <laughs> gangster for God. Uh, Sister Valerie, <laughs> that's hard. I'm, I'm, I should have let QP go last. <laughs> <laughs> sister Ooh. valerie do you want to say anything
1: no drop the mic
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay well wow 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 uh i want to thank everybody who watched tonight i want to thank everybody who left comments your comments were noted your comments helped make the show um uh, the Fly Guy Show is a series of melanated conversations to our improve our collective situation. It's based upon the concept of the empowerment agenda, which simply says we're going to make sure that our financial, our political, our uh, other resources and our spiritual energy, our attention energy is focused On things that are going to improve our situation. So if the things that you're involved in are not improving your situation, we ain't messing with you. So, you know, politically, it comes down to Trump versus Biden. Whoever's going to rock our agenda, we're going to deal with that person. If you're not going to rock with our agenda, we're going to deal with you when it comes to our finances, if you're not doing things in a way that helps our community, we ain't rocking with you. But if you do, we rocking with you. You know, the empowerment agenda is the way that we're approaching things now. That's the way we're approaching things now. We tried and we started and we moved through, You know, we had vicissitudes and we learned different things. And this is where we are now, the empowerment agenda. So I wanna thank everybody who was on the show today. Queen Phoenix, Sister Valerie, Baba Ifaleye, uh, Sister Jackie Glass, and Queen Shay All Day. So, from all of us to all of you, we want to say we love you. We thank you. Keep doing some great things and stay fly. Stay fly. Stay fly.